salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Joshua Unruh. On August 21st, the continental U.S. is getting a view of its first total solar eclipse in 40 years. With that coming up, we wanted to talk to our resident astrophysicist and dear friend of the show, Tad Thurston with Oklahoma City Community College. Tad, welcome back. Thank you very much. Resident Yay. sounds too permanent. But, it does uh, sound, yes. Too bad. <laughs> the rent's cheap. We're borrowing. <laughs> the rent is very cheap. What? Okay, I, I was kind of surprised to find out that it had been since what 1979 was the last time the this, the continental U.S. saw a solar eclipse. How is that possible? Because of math, it happens more often than right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's rare because the sun and the moon are apparently the same size in the sky, so the moon casts a tiny shadow, um, mm-hmm. and it's pretty rare that that shadow happens to pass right over you uh, at Which some is point. The so pin umbra. Look at that. What? Go for that again? Say <laughs> it again. Umbra so the penumbra. Knows. The penumbra, which is the darkest point of the shadow. There you go. And uh, since the Earth is mostly water, usually that hits water. Nikki did her homework. Uh, I took an <laughs> astronomy class. com. And so, yeah, it, usually it hits around Asia, you know, the bigger land masses and stuff, or the ocean. We don't get to Which see the, it. Which the, the ocean would be more likely because yeah. 75% of the Earth is ocean. So, and so, uh, so yeah, for the U.S. to get it, I mean, it's let's, once in how many? 19, 1979 was the last time. So. Yeah, and I think at a given location on the Earth, the mean time between events is well over 100 years uh, yeah. at a particular spot. So it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a deal to be close to you. Yeah. And you're doing something special, right? What What are you doing? So by me or you mean... You. You're yeah, involved you in personally. something special. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's possible. I, I think OCCC is having uh, just a little event passing out eclipse glasses and so on here. The problem is here, uh, we're only going to get about 85%, maybe up to 90% occlusion of the sun, um, which is still like, you'll notice that it'll get a little bit dimmer, but for people that aren't paying attention at all, um, for those three hours or so that the sun is getting eclipsed, uh, from beginning to end, it might not be that noticeable, mm-hmm. but, uh, right. I, over a year ago, uh, I booked a hotel <laughs> in the path of totality before the prices jumped up to a thousand dollars a night, even at like a motel six. <laughs> Um, Nothing so, like doing uh, the math ahead of time. There's no doubt. Um, this is where so I'm going to go and that your parents live in that area. My parents live in that area, right? And, <laughs> and like, go early because the traffic is forecasted to be terrible. Um, yeah, because a great percentage of the country is going to go right in that little narrow strip. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'll be right uh, probably on the Kansas-Nebraska border wherever I can find that it's not cloudy. Um, right there. Yeah, One o'clock in the afternoon. NPR yesterday morning did, or Friday, did, NPR did a story on um, the a place in Oregon that had gotten a call four years ago mm-hmm. and says, we want to book a ho- uh, rooms for in the hotel <laughs> and for four years. And he was like, our computers don't go up that high. I don't know how. You better we can jot do that. it down, son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one, uh, there's going to be another one twice in a lifetime. Uh, April eighth, two thousand twenty-four. Make your reservations now. Starts in Texas, goes through Arkansas, and then up to New England. Will and we see it better here then? It's about the same here. Okay. Uh, not too much different, but uh, it's a, it's a, it'll be a cooler event because it'll be almost five minutes. I think four and a half, five minutes of totality. Wow. This one will be if you're right in the path, it'll be about two and a half. In 2024. 2024, April right 8th. In, in Texas. Hey, Do you know where a good place month. to be in Texas would be? I 
don't. Okay, because that east, might be definitely East Texas, Louisiana. That it, it's kind of right on the border, and then it sweeps up. And what date was that? Is twenty twenty four? April April eighth. April eighth. Okay. Well, April eighth, two thousand twenty four. Put that on Nikipedia.com. Yeah, get after it. Get on spring break. Go down to, you know. Corpus Christi or something like that, and watch the solar eclipse. <laughs> call no. call up now and be like, I need to put I in a reservation for in April seven years. And Maybe like our computers don't go that far out, and you'd be like, there's nothing I can do. It's a total eclipse of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. Turn around. Right Turn, Turn around. But from what I understand, I, I've never seen a total eclipse. I've seen a few partials, but from what I understand, people that have done it say that you should, if you possibly can, go see it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an incredible experience. It makes you wonder what, like, in ye old ancient days, what people would think when that would happen. I think that's why I'm ex- more excited to see it. I remember when I, when I first saw the Rocky Mountains, my first thought was thinking about what the pioneers must have thought the first time they saw. <laughs> well, this is wall. far enough. It, yeah. It, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's a wall. <laughs> right. If I didn't know what they were, I'd be like, that's it. We're, I'm we're done. Good here. God apparently has put a wall in between God us and the Pacific Ocean. God has put a wall between Well, and absolutely terrifying because you see the sun sort of be, if you're an ancient person, the yeah. sun's being eaten away and then it's totally gone. It's black. It's dark as night. And then what people who are in it remark on is that it gets cold. Uh, because you don't get the radiation mm-hmm. from the sun. Mm. And so it's absolutely terrifying that nobody knew if it was coming back. Because it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing, right? right? So um, no one, few people had direct experience with it other than legend. And so they would try anything to get the sun back. And, of course, whatever they tried worked. 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 So Thankfully. You, you wouldn't think it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. When you watch all of the science fictions where people go back in time and say, hey, a solar eclipse is coming, and so they, they t- pretend to be Well, not, it's not it's once-in-a-lifetime like if you have a time machine. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm just saying. They always I mean, that's just and, cheating. <laughs> all I know is they that know Dracula's is castle usually comes back during a solar eclipse. Right. Oh, so, is this Castlevania? Yes. <laughs> and Alucard's coming back who's the most important person in Alucard. the world. Have you been yeah. watching the show? I haven't got to watch it yet. I had to choose between uh, between uh, To the Bone and the and the Castlevania. Castlevania. My so, and Science like, of Vampires. No, my I'm my brother and I are like hard pass on the cartoon. Really? We, yeah. Is it animated? That's, is that, that's is my that what it is? I have not yeah. seen any kind of things they on actually, yes. They actually, actually like, teamed up with Konami and stuff. I know. I know. What? Have you I mean, these are the creative geniuses it? that made yeah. Alucard. Like, we I, I, weren't I supposed to figure that out. Right. <laughs> hey, I mean, really. He had my eighth grade heart. This is, But was, this is only half a step better than Scrubs's Dr. Acula. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I love Dr. Acula. <laughs> Dr. That's Acula such a great idea. A little more. <laughs> Where will I get more blood? I, I, Med school. <laughs> <laughs> You leave Alucard alone. He's a gorgeous, <laughs> tormented I feel soul. Like this conversation just focus. Sharp. Focus. Focus. People. Like, focus. So when 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 this happens, and you said it's going to be like three or four minutes. Is that what you said? Two, two and a half. And a two half. and a half Don't minutes. That's listen. awfully short. Yes. Um, the the, the t- from the beginning of when the sun, uh, you know, a little piece of the sun is gone. You might notice. By not looking directly at it, but um, please don't look directly at helpful safety tip. Yeah, safety tip. Uh, It's it's about three hours from beginning to end, but totality is only about two and a half minutes. Okay, and totality is when it's completely covered. (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Well, and I was thinking that's that's the point where you where it would be like you say it gets colder. Yes, and so it could be just incredibly frightening. It's two and a half minutes is very long when the sun is gone. I I think the maximum it can be is about seven or eight. Um, Wow. 
in in the extreme. But oh, that's, that's yeah, that's but that's seven or eight terrifying. long minutes if you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you don't if you don't have a any kind of explanation whatsoever, you didn't know it was coming. You're right. just trying to go about your surfy work day. You're just out harvesting the fields and. <laughs> Oh, never mind. It's the end of the world. We're done. <laughs> you riot. I think that's the whistle. You riot for six minutes, and then you're like, crap. <laughs> and then you coordinate a dance routine, and the sun comes back. Uh, clearly, clearly, we were insane. <laughs> Sorry. This was not a revolt. We just thought the world was ending. Okay. Help, help. I'm being oppressed. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> just because some woman's. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Nope. It's not a basis. Nope. Ever. Well, I didn't vote for nope. you. You don't vote for kings, which is so funny too, quit. because that's what I think of in Star Wars. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> gonna, ra- I'm gonna, gonna rage queen. quit again. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we won't though. There is no post. We won't though. Now we we tell people don't look at this. Don't look at it unless you've yes. got special glasses. Because or, even or the, at five percent, five percent of the sun is still enough to really hurt your eyes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You, when you, I was you, little, you I used to it. look at the sun. That explains a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I had to go there because my mom told me not to. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. parents said like, no. I can do it. And I squint at it. Yeah, from like, Amazon or any number of places, you can get eclipse glasses. Right. Um, so that YouTube you can probably has safely. like. How to, how, build. To, how to build how to build, your build the own. cool little box the cool of, little box thing of yes. course i'm not prepared to trust my vision to random youtube clipper that's right so yes. well oh, you can, can show you, i mean yeah a little YouTube. you can make little cardboard boxes there's all sorts of little crafts so you can project an image on the sun into mm-hmm. a white piece of paper which is way way better than looking at it anyway mm-hmm. um because the image is much larger so mm-hmm. you can kind of mm-hmm. watch it being eaten away yeah right and i I, I, I would like i mean it'd be nice to 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 have some kind of those some kind of goggles or something to just to watch it because yeah otherwise you're kind of just staring not at the sun but just kind of getting seeing it get dimmer just kind of around you yeah, yeah well and what's if you're here in Oklahoma City, what is kind of cool, and we did this with students the last time we had a partial one, um, getting near a tree is neat because the little shadows of sunlight through leaves, they make nice little, like the leaves oh. that are in the way make little pinhole cameras. And if you look at the shadows, you see all sorts of little tiny crescents. Uh, and oh. it really is kind of pretty. There's some pretty pictures you can make. Oh, that's that would be very cool. See, there's some great ideas there. Well, thank goodness I don't have, I can have fun here and not have to run up to the Kansas Nebraska border for a thousand dollars a night. <laughs> well, no, I feel I feel a lot so better about it. Now. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could just drive down. That's a that's a Tuesday. Is that right? It's Tuesday? a Monday. It's a Monday. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a day of the week. So it would always be. A day uh, but, I mean, a work that day. ends work, in work, Y. Work, work, <laughs> I knew it was a work day and during the day because that's how they work. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it would have to be. It's I well, and, and I have seen Correct. several. <laughs> the sass level today it's really is high. just through the I've, roof. I've seen several lunar eclipses, and yes. I love those. Those do not happen during the day. No, but they're no, very, and they, they only happen during full moons, and they're very, very cool. I love the fact because again, it's one of those things where you watch. Unlike a solar eclipse, you can actually watch a lunar eclipse and just watch the moon slowly get eaten by the by shadow the of the, of the earth. The sky. It's, it's wolves. Just amazing. I just finished Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, so it's wolves, <laughs> it's, guys. Oh. Wolves eating the, the it's moon. Wolves. Okay. Yeah, it's wolves. Um, good deal. Uh, anything else on that people need to know about this? Because I want to go on to a different subject. Go to a different subject. Okay, here we go. <laughs> go Welder's helmet. Welder's helmet will not do the job. Make a viewer i yes, remember exactly. that from when i was a kid yeah. it's just like the song turn around bright eyes bright, bright eyes, eyes. Or, right. <laughs> i mean little, little did they know 
how do they know? Science text via we're, pop we're, music. We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks. <laughs> okay, yeah, sounds about right. Um, in also, other news, oh, the I'm sorry. sun is a mass of incandescent gas. Now that's going to be stuck in my head for the nuclear next, like, furnace year. where hydrogen <laughs> is built into helium. And I just got that out of my head from when they came here. <laughs> <laughs> Like three years ago. Uh, <laughs> it was just now. Three just years now. Later, it was just out Nicopedia of my head. Wikipedia strikes again. That's right. So, in other news, uh, teleportation into space is no longer science fiction, but a science oh, fact. I read this. I read this. This is cool. In a major breakthrough, scientists in China announced in July they successfully teleported a, f- a photon or light particle from the ground to a satellite in orbit more than 310 miles above. This marks the first time an object has ever been teleported from Earth into space. What? Tad, when can we expect teleportation? Whenever we can deconstruct you the have the holodeck ready. Se- <laughs> All right, look. Yeah, particle this is by a particle case particle where re- if you read headlines, you're going to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> a, a photon is... It's yeah. very small. Oh, it's okay, very, here's, here's the... Spoilers. The idea is um, nothing actually moved. Uh <laughs> It's quantum. Yeah. The, the, yes. the fundamental idea is that you can't tell for simple particles like photons um, or even electrons, you can't tell one particle from another other than a certain set of things that you can measure about them. Right. Maybe their mass or their spin or whatever. I was wondering, how do they know exactly that that's the photon Because you sent. can't distinguish them. One is just like another one. So if you transfer exactly. the information from one to another, I mean, it's, it's essentially like the can, same photon. I mean, it's not like you can put a tracking device on a photon. No. So, so, but one that's the, kind of the idea that they, they kind of transferred the, the rather than to. not necessarily the photon, but what would the, the information in the photon into the information exactly. of another photon. So here's how this works. <laughs> and it's awesome. Uh, yeah, so, so th- there's a certain thing I want to downplay, which is that things are transported from one place to another. That's not r- really what happened the way that most people think right. of it. But I don't mean to downplay how cool the underlying principle is. So the principle is um, you can make a pair of particles that are called entangled, which mm-hmm. means that when they're created, they're in some sense, they're sort of connected by, I don't Anything I say is going to be a it's bad quantum. metaphor, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, but they're connected yeah. by invisible strings. I don't right. know what you want to sure. call it. Okay. So the idea is you send one off in one direction, one off in another direction, and they can be separated by light years. Someone makes a measurement to see if one of them is spinning, let's say, clockwise, and the other one maybe is spinning counterclockwise. And just for kicks, we usually call that spin up, spin down. Mm-hmm. So... My God, I know this. Why do I know this? Because I've told you about this. Go no, on. it's not because, because of it's Nickelodeon. like kindergarten. <laughs> Fair enough. Like great advanced kindergarten. So, <laughs> so you measure. One person measures that the spin might be up. You know that the other person is going to measure spin down because the initial state was spin zero. There were no photons there, right. so the spin zero. So the total has to add to zero. It's just like. It's a conservation. It's just like a recoil of a gun. Initially, the bullet and the gun aren't moving. The bullet goes real fast one direction. Gun goes okay, fast right. the other direction. So they conserve the overall motion. Equal and opposite reaction. Exactly. So the same thing is true of the spin. So if one person measures up, the other person is going to measure down. Uh, and that the, the fact that we know what the other person's measurement is going to be is, we think, instantaneous. That's neat. Uh, that there is some sort of communication, and I, I use that word lightly. That there's some sort of in, there's some sort of communication between those two particles that happens instantly, no matter how far apart they are. The from string each other. isn't broken, basically, right? In the invisible string, for lack of a better word, exactly. whatever's connecting those two is not broken. 
here's here's where people the can get tripped up because that sounds it sounds awesome. Some people raise an objection that sounds legit, and, and the objection goes like this: I don't see why that's so interesting because maybe that's just like I've got two marbles, one's white and one's black. I reach into a bag and pick one of them out, and I go really far away and then look at it. It's mm. white. Now I know that the other one has to be black. Mm-hmm. There's not. I mean, that's not. I mean, you know that. That's not yeah. crazy. The difference is that what we're saying is that in the case of the marbles, one is white and one is black before you look. But in the case of these little particles, they don't have values until you measure it. Right. So it's not the case that one is white and one is black and you just haven't looked yet. They're both yellow and you've pulled They're them both, out and one of them's... Yeah, yeah. We, we call them a superposition. They're right. both sort of mixtures of white and black until you actually measure them. And, and you can show that this is the case. On a so, quantum level, it could have been white. Quantum gray. It, it, quantum gray. There's a probability that's of That's a great name for a band. It's a good band right. name. So, so that's the interesting bit. Um, and so that's what they're doing is that they send one photon into space. They keep the other one. They make a measurement. Now we know what the other one's measurement has to be. You send that up into space, the information, and you can put that information on the other photon. You can arrange it so that the other photon matches this first one. And in that sense, we've sort of copied it. Right. Uh, just by copying information. So it's not teleportation so much as, I don't know, some sort of fax machine or something I where I can map the properties onto this particle and make it identical. And that was the part that got me is like a lot of people are saying about teleportation. Of course, everyone immediately throws up the, the transporter from, yeah. from Star Trek. Thanks Roddenberry. What's, what's better though, is the fact that we, can, we still sent we information <laughs> basically from one photon on earth to another photon in space, which again, how far can we stretch that, that string? You know, could we eventually get to a point where we are able to communicate at further distance, instantaneous. That, I think that's more quantum important. email. In, in essence, Which would because be if you think that's about what they it, use in Mass Effect. I, I could actually start getting emails from Venusian princes that that's need yeah. money <laughs> <laughs> and uh, offers to enlarge appendages. I don't even have because <laughs> they're ahead. I just the think if we are eventually going to move out of our solar system, one of the problems is the fa- is communication. Uh, and uh, Passengers was a really good example of that. I don't know if, you're, if you got Have you guys got to see this movie? No. Nope. Uh, oh, it's real good science fiction. It is uh, excellent story um, that I had not I had not expected. Scientist says? What did you think? I didn't like Yes. Yeah. I, 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 thought, <laughs> I, I only had a plot uh, plot problem. I, I didn't have a science oh, problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I, there, were, there, were, there were several little plot but that's i kind of sometimes forgive those for science fiction but no what, it's what, nice when somebody cracks a book it's well, just like if you're going to do that much effort on the science textbook wait, well, there are storytelling how to give us the, the plot hole uh, oh i don't think it's a plot hole I, I i just think it's a problem in the with because people haven't seen the movie and, and it is worth seeing it's good no, yeah. I, it, skip it, a couple it just, minutes ahead gang it, it just bothers me that i i think i can do this without i don't like that it's the movie put the characters in a situation where the only way that you're not going to walk out of the theater really angry is if they wrote, they sort of wrote themselves into a corner where all the events had to happen. So you wouldn't hate one of the main characters. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm. I, I, I think that's what my problem Blair was. With it. I felt space. sort of real. I, I to me, what, what I love is, is true science Still fiction is when you get a, a situation 
which is usually you look at the human quality through through science through, through something futuristic through but you look at we are not we have not changed even though it's maybe 100 200 years of the, it's looking at the the human condition, condition basically yeah. I, you know and where we would be in a certain given situation that's to me is science fiction so i that's why i liked right. it uh, and one of the main characters makes his choices which are bad choices but he yeah. makes it because of human weaknesses uh, so so i understand that yeah, yeah. It's, well that's it, because he's human and so and but it, do check it out it's i thought i thought it was going to be action adventure you know no, typical, really typical. I think I'm no it was of it was totally I thought it was true science movie. fiction Passengers with uh, Chris Pratt and and Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer right? Lawrence. Yes. Oh, I thought that was a romance movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> sort of. It, it Many of us were fooled. <laughs> Did I'm you see completely it? Completely lost uh, on what the no, subject No, I had I had this plot thing spoiled for me and decided it was not going to get my money. Oh uh, no! I'm probably well, I'll see. borrow it because uh, we my my wife and I watched it while we were uh, doing our. Uh, uh, vacation in, in, and so we decided to just kind of check it out and re- watch it and I really enjoyed it uh, I thought it was a great storyline but anyway so back to that they, they're, they're way out in space uh, going to take them 100, 120 years to get from point A to point so B so they're going to die and they before can't they get communicate there. with they're the frozen. people of Earth because communication is too far away so I'm thinking that with, with something like this, it's a way to communicate a, around long distance. If we're ever going to leave our solar system, we've got to be able to contact people on Earth instantaneously, not wait 80, 90 years for the information to finally that's, get there. Well, yeah, well, that's going to be a problem because so far this, the, the teleportation or copying of information or whatever still occurs at light speed. You still have to classically tell someone what your measurement was. And you can show that this entanglement, even though when, when someone takes a measurement here and then over there, the, you know exactly what their measurement is going to be, it doesn't do them any good. It, it doesn't do any good for transfer of information because you're rolling the dice when you take the measurement. Oh, okay. And, and so you can show that you can't use that system for communicating any sort of information because it's like rolling the dice in selecting a letter when you're trying to send a message, you're not sending the message you think you're sending because it's all probabilistic. I'm going to send you a code <laughs> at in light code. speed. It's like nature always has these little loopholes where you think you've yeah. got it. You think, okay, we can use this to be faster than light, and it turns out, uh, no. no. But I, one of the things I do, I do have to say, though, is... is that's a good Man, that's a really good question. Wow. What about my soul? Because Does my soul well, weigh anything? Well, if you know anything about I'm not nothing kidding. that ha- anything that has matter cannot travel faster than the speed of light. So does data have weight? So Where if it was if it's weightless, then it could possibly travel faster than massless. Yeah, massless things like photons travel at the speed of light. Right. Yeah. And then it's, so, that's why they they always talk about how the if you so can surround it like a ship with the photons to have basically weight. What are you looking over here for? We brought a scientist in. <laughs> I don't know. Someone is stumped like Josh Allen. You, tra- you bring up the transporter, and I want to talk about whether or not I'm they not can put my soul about- back together on the other side. <laughs> Philosopher, poet, storyteller, talk to the scientist. I'm waiting for you to well, squash my questions. Actually, I, I, Why? I, I, when, when you talk about I information, though, I think That's a lot role. of. Yeah, if, you look at, if you look at a lot of science fiction writers, how they saw the, the far distant future of 1999. Um, they would it was all about you know cars that could travel without you know in in the air that that you would have all these different it was mostly about transportation being able to travel at speed of light and do all those kinds of things but what people didn't figure out was information 
was how we get and, and use information has really been the Yeah, no, there was a decision-making time where we decided that moving bits of information around was more important than jetpacks. Right. And so that's why I say, yeah. if, if we and if we try cars. to figure out how to move I information, disagree. that might be as, as big as quickly as we 100%. have. Because right now, if you look at just, I, or I, I did think about what we've been through in the last hundred years, as far as travel goes, uh, you know, you could only put one person in a plane and they couldn't go that far. Nowadays, anyone could travel anywhere. We've been to the moon, we've been to space. Um, we're fairly close to traveling someone to Mars. So in a hundred years, we've made those changes. But if you just look at information and how much it has evolved in the past just 20 years, if you look at 1997, when we barely had cell phones, there was the, the internet Good was times. basically email, um, nothing really else. Um, uh, and, and, and Netscape, you know, ICQ and AOL. Wow. Yeah, I thought about that too, that when I was starting out, I had an Atari 800 you know, back in the early eighties. And I had a, uh, I had a cassette drive. I had the first disc floppy disc. You could store like 72 K on yeah. a disc, which uh -huh. was unbelievable. Uh -huh. How could I possibly fill that up? <laughs> but now going from 72 K to 72 gigabytes or, or even or over a terabyte. A terabyte. Yeah, yeah. We've gone. So the, the improvement is a factor of a million, yeah, yeah. which I mean, is a hundred, one thousand one gigabytes. Yeah, it's a lie that it's a thousand gigabytes. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, right, thousand twenty-four. So, but, but, but the idea is that, that we that was a trivia in such a short that... time we've improved by <laughs> these things by a factor of a million. Things are, I mean, computers of today are several thousand, tens of thousands of times faster yeah. than a few years ago. But nothing else has improved that fast. Like we don't go. A million times faster than right. we used to. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That's what so we, we don't build things a million times taller. Yeah, yeah. or even, or even a million times more efficiently, or any right. like right. we're not. Yeah, we and just we made an engineer like collectively as humanity, this, this we made an engineering choice. Yeah, I don't know about easier. We just shifted our focus. Yeah, like it stopped being rockets to the moon and things like that, and was like let's move bits and bytes around. I am of course grossly overgeneralizing, but I mean right. it's it was a it was a. I mean, it was a shift in the way we thought about the way we were going to do things, I think. But I just think about, you know, we're about to get uh, memory on the molecular level. We're you know, eventually be able <laughs> it to... Is what, stop messing around and go back to jetpacks. <laughs> We've got it. Really? Great. I can keep my porn collection on a single photon that I can... That's wonderful. That I super appreciate anywhere. it. I'm just saying, that's the... Listen, it's the internet. And Great. Super. Jetpack. Like now, yeah. let's hey, let's take a step back. A jet back up. My jetpack, dude. I don't need kidding? to keep my porn on a photon. <laughs> yes, but there's. Nevertheless, there are some people I don't that need to aren't keep my going gift, to keep my their kitten, porn on a photon. My kitten, kitten gift, gift collection. <laughs> see, that's something. More but important. I I do think that's that the it, other it, it, it'll be interesting to see what we do with this. Uh, and and because yeah, already the pace of computers has slowed. The, the, the pace of Faster computers is slow. Like mm -hmm. a computer, like on my desktop, I have one, a nine-year-old machine that Oh my God, still how do you live? Awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. It that's does, the thing. I mean, you, you only need it, it if most of what you do is web browsing uh, uh, and You're not browsing, doing you VR need, gaming like I am. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for 80, 90% of the people, computers have for a long time been about as fast as they need to be. And so there Top hasn't been the drive um, to, to keep them updated quite as fast. Right. And well, I think I thought about the fact that the, the last real strong innovation in, in computers was the iPad. And that was actually seven years ago. It really was. Which if you think about actually, the Actually, Microsoft came out with Whoa. the tablet first. 
Yeah, but it sucked. But I, yeah, but it but was But iPhone so monopolized yeah. the market. The, the, the thing is, what, uh, what do you think about what happened from like 2001 <laughs> to 2010, where the iPod, from the iPod to the iPad, that's a lot. But if you think about just in the past 10 years, there's been yeah. really no yeah. major... You know. the, the gigs get so, bigger. Uh, the yes, processor right. gets bigger. I, th- better, I say we go back to jetpacks. I like Nicopedia. I like that Nicopedia comes with like a built-in um actually. Um, actually. actually. It's fantastic. Um, and it's fun from an evolutionary is, perspective. We sort of zeroed in on things that every, apparently everyone likes the original iPhone's kind of input mechanism, which is mm-hmm. you tap the screen, you pinch things, mm-hmm. and, and and you swipe and all that. We've we've sort of converged on that being almost a solved problem. Like there's nothing. New there, there really hasn't. There's no way to do it better because we don't really want to. It's it just stays the same. It seems to work, but I think there's a. I'm going to talk right out of my hind end here, but I mean, I think that there is like a psychological, physiological reason for that, right? Like, I mean, keyboards, we had mice, we had to make up a thing that would do what we wanted to do. um, That does not necessarily connect with the way we have been doing things for seven, eight, nine, ten thousand years. I remember Steve Jobs when he was introducing the iPad, he was up there on the stage and you know, it was one of the last big products I think that he was yeah. Yeah. in yeah. charge of sort of before he died, but he was on the stage and someone had asked him, why would I want this over my laptop? It doesn't have a keyboard, right? It's not as powerful as my laptop. Why, why would I want it over my laptop? And this was in an interview later and he was having trouble answering the question. He said, well, you, you're just not going to believe what, how you connect with the thing you're doing. Yeah. Just the the, the human machine interface is so different than a mouse or a keyboard that where you're actually touching the screen and manipulating things. He said, it's just a much more pleasurable sort Mm -hmm. of an experience. And he was betting on that to sort of take. And he was absolutely right. I I can't, I didn't know. I I think it's hitting our monkey brain, right? Like that's what we want to do. We want to move stuff around with our, with our, Yes. Two hands, and even if it's virtual thumbs. things, I, yeah. Listen, well, these thumbs these were made for texting. True, but it's so funny because I do actually say whenever I, I see desktops or laptops with the touch screen, I'm like, why would I touch the screen? <laughs> I've got a mouse. I've got. I've got every. You say there's that. No reason. I never have. You I've say got, that. I've, I've and worked, seriously, this thing is and touch see, screen. I, I, go, I do it constantly. And, I go to touch the screen. Like all the time, like now, type, 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 type. I'm so used to it that I'm yeah. like, anyway. Oh, now, yeah. what was really funny was when my wife was, she had a book and and she wanted to show me a passage in a book and actually went like that, did the little stretch of the fingers. Yeah, on a physical on a book. Physical book. <laughs> I like, I, the future is now. Right. <laughs> because yeah, I think course, these dang kids today. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. It's, you don't even think about it. They're like, oh, I can't actually. And I've done that with just the you know, go to paper and I'm like, I need to see that a little better. And I'm like. <laughs> nope, need glasses like, for that. No, yes, I need to get my reading glasses, actually. You have to go old school on that one. But, okay, so I want to talk, uh, you were talking about the science of Game of Thrones. Did you want to talk about that? Did you no, want to talk not about at the all. science of Game of Thrones? Is there a Sure, science? let's talk about we that. Well, you science were, okay, going I, on in Game of Thrones? The reason that that came up is, uh, tell me again, Ted, you were listening to... The Neil deGrasse Tyson podcast, the Star Talk uh, podcast Star Talk that just heart. came out. I'm only like two mm-hmm. minutes in. Yeah, uh, is on the science of Game of Thrones. Okay, what? I don't even know what they're going to talk about because I'm not very far in. I, the reason I don't know what to talk about is be, or what they're going to talk about is because there cannot be any science in Game it's, of Thrones. I was going to say one thing they're not going to talk about is travel. 
Travel makes no oh, sense. Oh, yeah, guys, because guess what? Game of Thrones figured out teleportation no already. They just they don't. It's so did. it's so banal. They don't even talk about yeah, it. Like, they get on a boat, old. and it sails away, and it goes over the horizon and just teleports thousands like, of miles. Yeah, it's like someone remarking on a telephone in our days. Well, it, that's, yeah. That, that, that's, like, just, I, don't, I don't think of that as Game of Thrones. I think of that as television. It's just... I, I don't know. I didn't read the um, magic of television. Strangely... It happens in the book, too. Does it really? Yeah. Wait a minute. What, what, Are you telling me that George R. R. Martin doesn't pay attention to details? Because I find that 1,000% believable. The only actually. thing I, I, can't, I can't figure out is... And, uh, the only thing. Thrust weight ratio on dragons. No. <laughs> I don't get it. Like it. I, like it. I love the fact that it's like bumblebees. That you, <laughs> if, you taught, if you taught a dragon how to... It couldn't fly, then it would fall to the ground immediately. Uh, okay, no, still a philosophical question, not a science question. <laughs> <laughs> Too much volume to surface area, they'd overheat. <laughs> they can't support themselves with those legs. Yeah. There's little T Rex legs. So. They do have little chicken legs, they don't do. they? Yes, they do. I really, I mean, I am so un. The, in love the, with the dragons, like it is so not. The what dire I thought wolves the game have size changing powers too. I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who did so the your animation. For okay, the dire wolves, but. so you're only two minutes in. Did were they just doing the intro, or had you yeah, even heard just any? The okay, okay. Because now I'm legitimately curious what they're going to talk about because this accidentally came up when I was trying to drunk watch last weekend because mm-hmm. I wasn't drunk enough and I was just like. I don't really see how this dragon thing works out. Like, look at the how are they even doing the thing. You know, like it's flying is hard see, oh. for me. For me, it's summer and flying winter. I, also, it's, that it's winter. I don't understand. Okay, any how I, is the world spinning? That's well. The, world, <laughs> oh. the, the reason we have summer oh. and winter here is because our our world on its tilted axis points to and from the sun at depending on which side of the the sun it's on. The sun is and, not getting or the earth is not getting farther away from the sun which n- is a highly misconception. Right. It's just it well it moves in an elliptical orbit and 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 it it's tilted so that sometimes no, I've the had south people go, "Well, we're farther away from the sun." No, we're not uh, farther away. Yeah, in fact, we just passed a couple days ago where the farthest axis. Yeah. yeah. It's a tilt. And it's hotter actually, than yeah. hell, y'all. In fact, actually, yeah, we there are times when we are our furthest away in some and it gets an elliptical so sometimes it's it's it changes back and forth, but and yeah. Winter, in the show, for example, they talk about years. Yes, but sometimes the, the, the years apparently don't correspond to the seasons. Yeah, and so, yeah, so how are you counting them? Like, are you just are you just like kickboxing on a paper? A sure, right. But changed. let's try and think about the shift in in primitive human beings thinking between how do you even Measure. how do you even figure out a thing like a year? Right. Like, I don't think that they right. would even count years. They would count between winters, except those are shaky and impossible right, to, I was to predict say those also. Are nebulous. So I sort of feel, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Whatever the planet of Game of Thrones, like the entire system is based on existential dread. <laughs> I mean I mean philosophically, those human beings' entire existence is based on existential dread because they don't know what happens tomorrow. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. My <laughs> God. Okay, but the science of it still also makes. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. See right. again, I turned the, it to like philosophy, and I'm really sorry. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah have, I mean, imagine you have. Let's say you have eclipses are terrifying. You can't predict them, and they're more like three times a lifetime or something. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know like, what the were, comparable, yeah. but it's not predictable. And by the way, all of your crops die every time they happen. Like that part's predictable. I mean, you know, something cataclysmic happens literally right, every time. Something awful is coming. Like we're like, not sure exactly. Like decades-long winters. Anyway, 
the science of this, yes. I, I, ha, what does that, what is that planet doing? <laughs> what is even going on? I yeah. mean, on on the Earth, there's some parallel of much longer time scales. You have things like ice ages mm-hmm. because the right. orbit is a little bit different. But on, on the order of just a few years to have, you know, winters like they have in the book, um, every few years or every ten years or every twenty, you know, it, it it makes you wonder about the orbit of the planet. It's it's fiction. You know, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. much stuff went if you, into but it. If you, but again, if you change the orbit of the planet, then you change the number of years. So a winter wouldn't oh, actually you last change any longer every, because the year would just be Yeah, I don't know same. if they have a notion of the year being different. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's always, it's always a year. It's always a year. <laughs> yeah. It's always... I mean, I guess apparently the sun still comes up and goes down in a more or less similar right. to us. Like they, It's not a thing that, at least on the show, is remarked on. So apparently they still have days. They can count days. Yes. After that... All that does is sharpen the existential dread because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God! Since everybody dies, yeah, this makes sense. George I've R. solved Martin Game of Thrones. Like spoilers. Yep, you broke, Josh. You broke Game of Thrones. Good no, job. solved Good it. Job, Josh. Solved it. Solved it. No, solved it. It's, it's but I mean, but I'm fa- yeah. But, that's but, the winter thing is super. Like, what is that plan? <laughs> yes, obviously you can just hand wave to fiction. I mean, you kind of have to. Like, I can't imagine Discworld. Pratchett's Discworld makes more sense. Where it's an actual like giant yeah, flat disc on the back of a turtle that stands on four all elephants. Turtles all the way down. Well, there no, was there turtle. was that one Get line it, where they guys. said, where well, I think it was Brand who said that, that Dark uh, Towers someone turtles. someone believes that the the world is just stuck inside of a blue eyed giant and sure seems and, legit. And I'm like, well, why not? What if what if winter is just the time when he closes his eye and takes a nap? <laughs> Seems seems reasonable. <laughs> well, I haven't read the book, so I don't know if it's expounded on anymore. And for the TV series, they might have just thought nobody cares, so. and and no. they'd be right. Does the book doesn't get into it any more okay. than the, yeah? No, I feel like the only thing that's that is remarked upon upon the book is I think there's longer between winters because winter is something that everyone can speak to, but no one has directly experienced. Yeah, because they say, oh, blessed summer child, you've never known Like, yeah. Ever, right, right. Like, everybody who's they're, important in the The story fiction, starts like, in the middle of a very long summer. summer. Well, it's not like, remarked like upon that decades. it's very long. It's well, if just you've got, summer, but if you, and winter is coming again, again okay, but fair. we don't know when. But you have but people, people who have remember never remembered winter. winter. Right. So they were born... Yeah, almost you're all born all, and all lived to adulthood all in a Star- summertime. All yes. the Stark children were born. I mean, that's all of them. hell of the long. All yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, that's like like I said, they can speak. God, are to, they even real Starks? Jeez. They can speak to no, winter. The answer is no. The <laughs> answer can... is no. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. that's really. I mean, no, the, hmm. Wow. <laughs> the 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 smart alecky way that I that I took the dragon. Like, well, if dragons can fly, then literally nothing makes any sense. And so these tactics are not, in fact, stupid. They're brilliant. Yeah. Well, of course, and my, my wife came up with the whole idea of the, the Hodor thing. When, when you know, how did Bran going back affect Hodor in the past? I don't even to know make what this it, means. You know, I oh, skipped you, this. Oh, it's you, very you Damon Lindelof. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> in oh, the yeah. worst said, possible said, way. The, the Don't way make I, me come over there. Well, right. the, the way I explain it, I kind of said, first off, in fantasy and sci-fi, you kind of go, you, you kind of side-eye things. You go, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's no, not science fiction. Science fiction has to have good science. Science fantasy, yeah, there, that's there, why there's well, there, a difference. There are times when, when sci-fi where you get the techno babble and you go, yes, yeah, okay. The, Star Trek The Next Generation is science fantasy. 
Well, no, I'm talking about even Star Trek, the original. There were times when they would have the technology. Oh, look, the physics and, makes no sense. Right. But that's somebody read an eighth and, grade and, science textbook. Right, and that's what I'm saying. There, there are times when you look at French. the science and stuff and you go, okay, well, whatever. And same thing with fantasy. You just go, well, it's some kind of ancient magic type of thing going on. <laughs> but I'm into that. I was, I was wondering, as I was going to ask the book person, because uh, this part has not come out in book Also yet. known as Devin. The, right. the Hodor. The Hodor scene has not yeah. come out in book. I, by the way, the scene is wonderful. Watch it, because I think the way the filmmakers did it is gorgeous. You forget. You you don't really question it until afterwards. You go, wait a minute. Right. But during I'm the moment, it is so, there are so many feels. It is amazing. But... Um, because you you are you're caught up on the in the character and what's going on with with Bran and 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 Mira. That's your yeah, name. good. <laughs> um, Solid and, and so call. You're, you're all there. So you don't think. And the music, of course, is beautiful, and the direction is all wonderful. So do see it, but there, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, but Devin can expand on this. But I thought, just from a storytelling point of view, it was such a sudden moment of expansiveness that before this, I didn't even understand that mucking around with time was even possible in the series. Like that's, right. that's yeah. nobody ever thought about that. And in one instant to have that possibility out there was, was amazing. I we thought can it was fix fantastic. It all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But of course, then the other question is, did he fix it or was it always going to be that way? Because that's how it always was. And well, hey, the, guess the what? Reason, Martin reason doesn't know was, either. Was, I, that, what, I told, well, what I told Kimberly was, I said, I thought what, what I'd love to see is, I, I, I would love to see that if George R. R. Martin expounds on this in the book and kind of explains it a little bit better, but I haven't read any of the past books. Are there moments where he kind of explains something to where when you're watching it, you go, I have no, but if you go back to the book, it kind of explains it better? Head, no. no, okay, darn. Um, well, maybe I won't write to read the fifth book. I'm gonna. I I am actually partway through the fifth book again. Or is it fifth um, book or sixth book? No, again. sixth book. Yeah, I'm I'm partway through five again, and no. Yeah, he so he Short doesn't, he doesn't, no. doesn't describe because I also thought I have there's also, things you show on television and movies that you did. I mean, uh, that are better described in a book. That's why sometimes the books are better than the movies. Yeah. Or did he create what's, an alternate timeline? I mean, if we're of, going to change time, are there alternate timelines? Also, uh, I like the Star Trek, like kind of into darkness theory, like where there's death, there is always death type approach. There's someone, there's someone has to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah death requires a. Yeah. Sure, that sounds like magic. Yeah. Well, I, I well, and, like, and, like the story, like, like the timeline's the same, just kind of who ends up yeah. dying. Typically, in in science up. fiction, there's two types of time travel. One is that you go back in time and you can't change anything. Everything that happened already happened. There's nothing you can do about it. Or there's the time travel where you can go back and change time, and it creates a different future. Basically, those are the two kinds of, you know, and and, and we don't know since we don't actually time travel now. We don't know whether that's true. We don't know whether you can go back and change time, whether you would create a different dimension, right, whether you or whether paradox. you anything you do in the past has already been done. Ergo, you can't change it. Even if you went back in the past and stepped on that butterfly, you were supposed to go back to the past and step on that butterfly. Yeah. It's the whatever happened, happened. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I feel like. Thanks, that's where Douglas I felt like Adams. The, 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 yes. The Hodor thing is that he went back in time and, and actually that was supposed to happen. He ran, was supposed to go back in time, create Hodor so that Hodor could later on come and, 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 you know, that. I have read secondary materials of like interviews with George R. R. Martin and just like snippets of, of conversation 
with him where he's fundamentally yes that's the solution to the problem like that was supposed to happen so what happened he, on the show mm-hmm. is is a big reveal of what is going to like is okay. is indicative of what is what we are moving towards in the books yeah um but also i read that it basically just separate them completely in your head yeah i, was, I, I, I don't I, even I, know at this point if he's gonna go back and write it's fine that'll do but yeah we're done i made money it's fine. Uh, and, and, and who knows the number of spinoffs we're gonna get i'm gonna go right but it is cards. one of the things where he has firmly said like book book and show are separate they are now different they are different animals. yeah canonically and and everything yeah but at the same time apparently the hodor plan was always the yes hodor plan. He, he was he the reason he was named was hodor and the reason he we called himself hodor to. and said yes. hodor is because of that and apparently but that they, was a jaw-dropping moment is when what the writer said was that when when they got that revelation right now what i i because also there's a moment where brand travels back and he calls for his father as yeah. ned is leaving up to the tower to go see liana and he that turns way. around well, later on, Bran goes back, and this is in the final episode when he goes back and, and to, to, as he's heading up, and uh, Ned turns. And it's almost like he sees him. Well, yeah. but, but Ned turns, but he hasn't called him at that time. So that has already happened. Ned has, in the future, called him in a past moment, and he's turned around. But at a point where he goes in, in the future, he's still turned around, but no one's called him. So yeah, nope. I didn't follow that at all. Yeah. You, I, I did, did, but but I was so focused confusing. on what we were moving towards yeah. in that moment that I didn't yeah. like. There's flash, a big like, reveal. Oh no, no, I, exactly. That's why I, this, this was the second right. time for me to I watch. I was going to say so, that had to be like yeah. on the third watch because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, well, I've watched season six what? two times. I've okay. watched all the other five seasons three times. Right. So um, hopefully, I will be able to follow it. And see, and and then and then there's elements of the books like that that big reveal that happens after that. If you know what we're talking about. Um, nope. Is something, it's funny, like, too. Martin nope. has, it's, well, Martin has said, well, yeah, I mean, that's. He knew, he knew who John was. Yeah. He knew the child. But the at the same time, I feel so. like fans have had 20 years to work on this, and like, he sounds like kind of a jerk if he didn't say, well, yeah, I meant for that scene. <laughs> you know? I, I kind of feel like George R. R. Martin occasionally does the, well, think, either thank goodness we invented the thing, or, yeah, I totally meant it to be that way. Like, in hindsight. Like, uh-huh. like kind of when a cat somewhere, lands and it stumbles and it looks at you like you didn't see that. Somewhere like, between the George Lucas approach and, it, and the uh, and yes. the lost approach. Yes. No, it's totally I not that thing. Like, Crap, yes. it is that thing. Yeah, it's All exactly right. that. I feel like try, okay, try it was off. always supposed to be that thing, right, George? And I, I oh, love yeah. the. I mean, I love the books. I love the show. It's a lot of fun. All of my Game of Thrones knowledge that, comes from the Samuel L. Jackson summary that's hit the internet. What? It's yeah. it's yeah. Game of Thrones for beginners. And he's just like, all right, now. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, like that's a tonight watch. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah. He, uh, it is not. I have found the Star or... Talk. I am ready. <laughs> I am ready I am to so hear what the what Star Talk too. Be- because because I was just a week ago going, there is no science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm surprised gravity works. Yeah. Yes, well, you're right. You, well, like, like there's no sure. All right, it's great. Actually, that helps a lot. <laughs> I do want to get to one more subject. We've only got about 14 minutes left. I, I want to talk about uh, also how, what happened in July. The, the Juno spacecraft flew close enough to Jupiter's infamous red so- storm cloud, oh, yeah. which is the size of our Earth, bringing amazing pictures and hopefully new data. Now, 
I, 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 have, did you, have you gotten a chance, Tad, to see these pictures yet? Yeah, just in the last day or two. Um, oh, they released them. They're great. And, and what's cool is that um, it's your tax dollars at work. So they release all the mm-hmm. raw footage, all, mm-hmm. all the raw pictures, and then anyone who wants to can go grab them and post-process them yourself um, and turn them into whatever you want. Um, but yeah, they're gorgeous. I think they were only 6,000 miles above the red spot or something. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's incredible. And, they, they, and they're, the, they're, they're the using texture a, is so... Yeah, and the oh, details. Oh, it's very, yeah, beautiful. high definition. It's just yeah. amazing. And now they're using a, a kind of a crowdsourcing, data sourcing, uh, sending out all this data to everybody and allowing everybody to just kind of figure out what's what, going on. Yeah, I, That's the great thing about it's, it. This is, this is fairly new. It's one of, we were talking about the, you know, how when we were talking about the the opacity of the night sky and stuff oh the, yeah you know opening this up is it is it is it new that nasa has done this that just kind of opened it up to everyone to i think so uh, i think the cassini mission which is still ongoing it's almost mm-hmm. done around saturn i think they've been opening up their digital archives for some time so you can download and all the new images too you can download the raw images i think that's new i i, I think just within the past few years i'm sure um, some of that has to do with the capacity of the servers. Some of it has mm-hmm, to do with mm-hmm. the, you know, bandwidth that, you know, pe- more people have access to higher bandwidth. Sources. Right. And because that's, but, we can, we can see those. I mean, I know they shared, NASA shared with several scientists around the world forever, but the fact that we now can download. What, yeah. They're what all public. You can go. I yeah, think that a lot of surprising information is going to come out from that because they've found, uh, at least, uh, in the video game world, they found that open source, uh, Nerds are amazing, and when you put, get a group of them to like solve a problem or sure. figure something out, they will do it, and they will do it relatively quickly because a they're competitive, and b they're just naturally curious. Especially and they drink lots of Jolt Cola, and they drink lots of Mountain Dew, and, <laughs> and they'll do it straight. completely. And they, and they, and they, will, and do they will do it to right. the other end. They had, and they are perfectionists. They yeah. did an experiment where they there was this um, molecular structure. Uh, that you had to try to solve how how to build it because like if you did it a certain way it would collapse and everything and they did it open source and like they had a bunch of scientists work on it and everything couldn't couldn't figure it out they finally did it open source and just put it out there to the internet and within 24 hours it was figured out and so I think with them open sourcing these images and all these all this data that they've collected from these satellites and probes mm-hmm. and all that that will have some really interesting information because the more eyes you have on something sure. even if they're amateurs they might think in a different way or process things in a different way so I'm really excited about what's yeah. going to come out it's good out from for them. kids who can take the raw images and say okay for a science for a project I'm going to look at correlations between the color of clouds and the positions and that the, sounds or the simple depth in the magnetic fields i mean sure because that's how we find things out in science is you classify things and you see if you can find connections and patterns and why why are why is this connected with this and yeah it's great so yeah i'm super super excited about on it up, yeah it'll be great and yeah. the red spot has always been there as long as we've been looking at it yeah, so at least it, 400 years or so yeah, yeah. since the, the telescope because you can't see the red spot with the naked eye nope um, so, but once Galileo created the telescope and went, look, there's a big red, that, th- that storm has been going on for at least 400 years. Yeah. And, and there's, but the thing is, I, I, Jupiter has no land. So, right. or no, that we think it planet. has no yeah. land. So, Maybe a rocky core way, right. way down there, but yeah. Right. So, so the storm isn't just, it's not like it's going over even water. Or no, it's land. just it's, an upper atmosphere yeah. phenomenon. And, and it's just interesting that it's so violent and so stable. 
that yeah, yeah that, it's, that it's stuck around for 400 years. Yeah. And we don't know. We And as it's, as it's boiling up, are we hoping maybe we can get some idea of if it's bringing elements to the surf to, I don't want to say surface because I don't want to say like the top of the, but to the top of the, yeah. Is is that kind of the stuff we're looking at is what might be roiling up inside there? Yeah. I think the Juno has a pretty uh, advanced set of spectrometers so that they can see what elements are in the clouds. So maybe, you know, what's being dredged up from lower layers. It can see more deeply, I think, into the clouds um, than other probes could before. And then it's got real sensitive magnetometers. So it's measuring the magnetic field all the way around Jupiter to get a hint at inner structure too. Oh, that's so I think they're trying to put everything together. We launch a satellite into Jupiter at one point. I can't remember uh, which one it was. The, it, well, the last one it, that was there, Galileo, um, at the end of its life, it took yeah. a dive into the clouds. Because they didn't want it to run into... Right, the which thing. is really cool. That's what they're going to do with this one too so they don't pollute the moons. Yeah, yeah. yeah so because, they, because there was like things that could maybe be something they're like we don't want to contaminate it so they just threw it into jupiter and and like the readings the readings and, but yeah, they, it, was, it was getting it was getting readings as yeah it was dying, as, as yeah. it was dying and like like it got like so many thousand feet and then like the, the certain parts of it started to melt yeah. and like they took readings temperature of, goes up pressure yeah, goes up. yeah and it's really interesting you should read about it like you would that be, you would be crushed weird. if you got yeah. jupiterian's oh, yeah. gonna yeah. be pissed y'all who keeps I throwing was, this crap i was <laughs> just gonna say like i'm picturing these these jupiterians is uh-huh. that that's sure same in my head same in my head <laughs> and they're like well we've we found your stuff like <laughs> when we get there they're like yeah, but, oh we like you know because it got yeah i was gonna say they're holding up like a battery what is? What, what is, why are you throwing stuff? At? Why have you been? Not cool, dude. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> cool. Now, when you when you were a kid, did you have there was a, a, a I think it was our solar system book. There was a book that I had that had it was a pretend of what life would be like on the different planets within our own solar system. I watched and the Magic School Bushes. This, this, was a, this was a, <laughs> a, almost a, a coffee table type book. Uh, it was wonderful. What would you know with Mercury? Because it basically took the what we know about it and Jupiter actually had life, but it was these not now remember when they talk about life, not talking about sentient life. I'm talking about just animals. Just life. Um, But Jupiter had like these creatures kind of like dragons, except for they were held up by their own balloons. Right. I think I I, I have some memory of uh, the first, the Carl Sagan cosmos episode i have some memory of like floating jellyfish like gas bags or something and Uh so the idea that and so that's what i think of whenever you throw things in there they're like (laughs) just in there floating around all of a sudden this big thing of metal just goes by yeah hey (laughs) this isn't actually the trash can (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's fascinating people toss their cigarette butts out of car windows or something like come on Uh, hello But I, we live here. Of course we also, are, yeah. shout <laughs> out to Jupiter. Thanks for taking all those meteors for us, yeah, too. We appreciate you. Well, yeah. The, 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 the setup of Solidarity, our solar system is, is where we're located. <laughs> we have so much protection from, from the other planets that can easily absorb the stuff that's coming toward us. So, yes, thank you, Jupiter. <laughs> thank for, you, Jupiter. Good looking out. For watching out for all those, you know. Yeah, it's it's just amazing that we're the fact that we're getting so far out into our into our solar system and and close to possibly discovering new planets out there or at least if nothing else protoplanets. Um, is that was that right? The dwarf planet, uh, protoplanet, is that what they call them? The well, now they have what well, two thousand confirmed. 
2000, uh, I, I forget how many confirm, but at least a few thousand planetary suspects around other mm-hmm. stars. Right. Um, I and like planetary suspects. The, 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 the exoplanets. The exoplanets. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. exoplanets. And every system just seems to be completely different from ours. I mean, the, the range of what's possible uh, is something that no, I mean, science is always like that, right? Yeah. But it's that no one ever imagined that there were Jupiters that were close to their stars and there are little rocky planets that are far away. And now, now that we know that these things exist, now we can sort of explain, oh, well, it must have, the development must have gone like this then. Right. But nobody thought that that was possible before. Because when it becomes a disk and everything separates, sometimes you can separate with a large gas giant just close to the sun. Yeah. And it know. has to do with the star type. And Right. And, I, and of course, that's where we, we, we always go back to. That's, that's the only thing I can have with Game of Thrones is the idea that, <laughs> that we don't, because so, every time they're looking at different exoplanets, then, and what was the exoplanets they found uh, that we were just talking about a couple months ago, that, oh. where they found seven within the Goldilocks, mm-hmm. yeah. to where you are sitting on a planet that, that could sustain life, and you can look up and see other, not just moons, not satellites, other planets like being on an island in Hawaii where you look across the ocean and there's another island, that would just be phenomenal. And that's why I say we don't know what's out there as far as... uh, Or Nightfall, that Asimov story where there was, what, what is every couple of thousand years it got dark because it was, what, two or three suns or I think the planet was orbiting. Right. And so the population went mad and everything was lost. That's also the plot of Pitch Black too. No, it is. Vendisil. Only sort of. I love that movie. Well, to where, to where there were there were there were several suns and at only one time do you one actually time have an actual dark. darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, when I think of Jupiter, I think of 2010 by um, Arthur C. Clarke, where it's actually sorry, a sun. The Riddick movies are great. The, I don't care what you say. Yeah. And that's what they say. They said the setup, and it's it even the fact that it, it only uh, a day on Jupiter is only 10 hours, uh, but it takes 12. I want to say 12 years, 12 or 14 years, 12 or 14 of our years for a for a year on Jupiter. Yeah. For it to go all the way around, so but it, it's it's ten hours because it's not an actual physical mass; it's just gas moving it's around. And I, think, and I think the sun itself is 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 about that fast nine ten hours. The sun well. is uh, the sun rotates twenty five days. It's almost a month. Is it really okay? Yeah. I thought it was a lot faster. Than but that. Venus, yeah, and, and I mean everything is all different. Venus mm-hmm. for some reason rotates backwards. It's the only one that does, mm-hmm. probably because of a collision. But it's barely backwards, so its day is longer than its year. So that has, if you're standing on Venus, you would notice the sun doing really strange things be a because confusing. it's rotating the opposite sense and the year is going faster than the day is. Um, so you work it out. I can't remember which way it goes. But it's I, literally I think every Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of picturing the people in like scientific the explanation for every Monday morning. Right? Oh, it's Venus. The accountants on Venus. Forget about it, Jake. Like, it's don't. Venus Town. Yeah. <laughs> God, it'd be inventory day every day. For a year. For a year. Like, wait a minute. Well, it's inventory year. I quit. It's Damn almost it. Now we got to start and over. Then you work and you look back at the clock, and now it's an hour earlier than it was before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's moving the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> School's out for never. Venus is like, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on our website, okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at okigeek podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Tad, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? At Tad Thurston on Twitter and then um, on the Facebooks. On, on the Facebooks. Facebooks. Yep. Yeah. Those book of faces. Yes. It's better than MySpaces. <laughs> is it? 
Is it? I don't know. I, I mean, I never, I actually, at this point, I'd sort of like to I go to... I had a soundtrack. To, I'd like... <laughs> MIDI soundtrack. MIDI soundtrack. No, I had like... You know how you had like a theme song? Like if, if someone went to your page, you had a theme song I'm sorry, song Devin. Playing. I skipped MySpace. Yeah, I did too, actually. I did I, too. I went straight Although to I, I was... The joke I was making is that maybe yeah, I'd like to go back to a... Uh, to a digital wasteland where no one is. Oh wait, I have Google Plus, <laughs> <laughs> which I actually really like. Did it? Yeah, you do. And I get these weird alerts every once in a while. Josh Henry, blah, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's the other one. I do. Like, I use Google Plus. Does it have the late '90s tiled backgrounds and blinking text? Because that rocks. I, comic Sans. I had I a live sans, journal. Yes. Sure you did. Yeah. Of course had, you did. I had a dead journal. journal. I had a dead journal too. Right. Because so that's know. where I learned coding. That's just, that's where I learned the hack speak. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Devin, Devin, where can people find you on the world? You can find me on the Twitterverse at Wubba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. <laughs> Nikki at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and you can also find me on the Ookie Geek Facebook page. Josh, what have you got going on? <laughs> Well, you can always find me on Twitter at Joshua Unruh, where I'm talking about all the things that I'm doing, like wasting my writing time rewriting Star Wars as a diesel punk fantasy. <gasps> oh, you did it! That's how. Oh yeah, you I did, did it. it. We talked about I'm this about last week. Twenty-seven hundred words into it, instead of the things that I am on deadline for, because <laughs> I'm very smart. But also, I just wrapped up my deep dive uh, Superhero University seminar into Wonder Woman's latest comic book origin. So you can find Superhero University. All three of those sessions on your podcast catcher of choice. Looks like our next, much to my surprise, looks like, according to the patrons, my next seminar is going to be on Batgirl. Ooh. Very unexpected. So I think we'll take a look at Batgirl of Burnside, uh, which is not exactly an origin, but is Barbara's return to to the cape and cowl. Oh, it's after she was Overwatch. Is that right? Overwatch? Uh, Oracle. Oracle. That's right. Oracle. Overwatch is... It's oh, a video game. So, so yeah, that's if true. that sounds interesting. Batgirl's always, I've always been fascinated by Batgirl. It's going to be a weird talk. Ever since 66 Batman, I had a big crush no, on her. No, it's going to be a weird talk because uh, Batgirl is no longer, by a stretch, my favorite role for Barbara Gordon. And I actually really like one of the other Batgirls. I mean, we can't have the other Batgirls without Barbara. But I like one of the other Batgirls as a concept much more than Barbara. And Oracle is, frankly, 1,000 times more useful than yet another person in a bat outfit. When did she get to be in the Justice League? When she was Oracle. Yes. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting conversation, not the least of which because they DH her and they put her in college and give her a very, pardon the phrase, millennial problems on purpose. Like she has roommates while she's crime fighting and stuff like that. It's, uh, she moves out to like uh, the hip, trendy... Uh, neighborhood in so Gotham. To the plaza. That's why it's Batgirl of Burnside because she yeah. has moved out of Gotham proper. Anyway, so uh, nice. much to my surprise, the patrons—that's what they want—decided after much, much con- conversation and other uh, sub- equally surprising uh, choices, we're going to land on Batgirl probably in the next month. I got to do some research and get started on that thing. But Wonder Woman will keep you warm in the meantime. And if you subscribe to Wonder Woman, I'll do a short. Um, episode in that feed to let you know to go look for whatever the next character is that we land on in this case most likely Batgirl I know that sounds like something worth supporting yes Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash 
Pulp Diction Productions. Pulp Diction Productions. Mm-hmm. And be, I'm at uh, KOSU Michael C. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Uh, until next time, along with Tad Thurston, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. And I'm Joshua Unger. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Mm-hmm.